So we must learn we're all born with specialness inside of us. That is what we're talking about right now. Like we all deserve to be loved. Loved. Welcome back to our podcast, As Above, So Below. I'm Silver, your co-host, and I'm so excited to be back with you all to start off our Taurus Scorpio episode. Um, I am a Pisces rising, Sagittarius sun, Taurus moon, for those of you that forgot, and my pronouns are she, they. And I'm your co-host, Tony. I am equally excited to talk about this axis and continue our series on the astrological axes. Um, and I am a Pisces rising, Taurus sun, Libra moon. And I think this is the last time I'm going to say it on the episode because <laughs> I feel like we No, have... I think they're going to, I think they need to be reminded every time. Um, I thought that might be a little bit much. So. All right. All right. We'll just say our Pisces rising in case you guys forgot. We're yeah, both Pisces guys, rising. In case we haven't said it like a million times. Anyways. <laughs> um, yeah. And I use she, her pronouns and yeah, I'm excited to get on this conversation about Taurus and Scorpio. Yes. So we are currently recording at 5.30 PM on September 16th um it's exciting stuff we are in Virgo season at the moment I think we were for the last recording as well but that hasn't been released yet yeah um hoping that our Virgo grandmas will protect us in during the mercury retrograde release oh, yeah. that we so boldly oh, yeah. decided to do so for all of y'all who might be confused is what we're talking about. We released our first episode two days ago on September 15th. Yesterday. And... Oh yeah, that was yesterday. Yesterday. <laughs> Literally Mercury retrograde. How uh, much time has passed by? I know. Um, <laughs> we, we released our first episode yesterday during Mercury retrograde. Some would say a very risky decision, but I mean, we couldn't just wait for Mercury to get her shit together like later. Yeah. Like, we had planned the date and then we were like, oh wait, Mercury. But as a natal Mercury retrograde person, um, it's nothing I'm not used to. I feel like it just requires a little bit of extra thought. Um for you know for the average person for me that's my natural state is overthinking um so however we did have some technical difficulties when starting my computer just randomly turned off and we we're like ha, ha, ha. yeah yeah mercury retrograde has definitely been been doing its thing um mm -hmm. debit card information somehow leaked so i had to get a new debit card today <laughs> Uh, oh my god, I didn't know that. that people, whoever took my information, they might be listening. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, we know who you are, and we will find you. Um, and it's wild because, but it was like one of those moments where it's like, I hate that this happened, but like astrologically, it made so much sense because Mercury's retrograding in the sign of Libra, and that's my eighth house, which is like can be about finances and like debt and like just things that have to do with like shared resources and so the fact that my resources were shared <laughs> <laughs> with who knows who um 
yeah, requiring me to have to revisit and, you know, go back and go to the bank, get a new card. That's a very Mercury retrograde through the eighth house experience. Yeah, that's so funny. Wait, so did anyone like use the card or no? Yeah, like that's how I, so this has been happening apparently for a little bit because I saw like some charges from Italy. Damn, from, like, she just got it like that, guys. She doesn't even notice. <laughs> I'm just afraid to check my bank account that's the difference <laughs> um so I like randomly looked and I saw that there were charges from Italy and then like they were taken out but then they were put back so I was like what the hell and then um I saw a charge for like 33 dollars from this like Florida health like just some clearly not me shit so mm-hmm. I was like okay we have a problem <laughs> and I'm literally like <laughs> freaking out like I'm like texting my boyfriend and everything and he like he used to work at a bank so he's like it's just it's just it's fraud like it happens all the time just get a new card <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> it's just it's just fraud <laughs> what what do you mean what why I'm, me I'm the- and he's like it literally happens to 70 people a day at my bank <laughs> and you're like oh, no but me <laughs> I was literally like, um, I'm a victim of fraudulent activity. Like, I am a victim of fraud. <laughs> Have some compassion. Yeah, like, I was upset. But anyways, I got my new card today. I was very efficient mm-hmm. with it. I didn't let it get to me too much. And we're here. We got a new card. Ain't nobody going to get that information. <laughs> Hopefully. Hold up your, your card real quick. I'm just trying to see something. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah. So that is our experience of Mercury in retrograde, I guess. Um, yeah. Besides that, today's actually a Gemini moon. So fun times of talking. Yeah, my grandma <laughs> is a Virgo sun, Gemini moon. She's literally saying hello. She's literally uh, so mercurial. <laughs> I know. And the energy today is so mercurial. But then at the same time, there's a retrograde happening. But I feel like it's for me so far it feels like fun podcast like energy yeah Um, I think so too I'm excited yeah literally so there's a bunch of planets in retrograde right now so there's Jupiter Saturn Pluto Neptune Uranus and Chiron 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 um (laughs) and (laughs) the other day my my sister texted me and she's like should I be concerned that there are six planets in retrograde right now (laughs) I was like, like, I was like, honestly, no, it's fine. Literally, this is all stuff that happens all the time. Like we've experienced it before and we'll experience it again. It's nothing to be scared of. And also she's also a natal Mercury in retrograde. So I was like, girl, you're fine. Like the only thing that would be, I feel like a little scary is because she's a Libra Mercury and Mercury's in retrograde in Libra. Mm-hmm. So I was like, but she's used to this. This is her life. Right. This is so I was like, I got it. You're fine. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. It was funny. Yeah. I mean, I feel like generally Mercury retrogrades are like these like ominous. Like everybody makes it seem like I'm just so like, scared about them. But it like, happens. They literally happen like so many times a year. And they don't all affect you the same way. Like I'm not. Exactly. Time it was like, wow, clear evidence, but it wasn't the worst thing that could happen. And ultimately I was able to you know, combat it. I know some people are having probably worse experiences and some people might be having time of their lives. Honestly, (laughs) it all depends on how it's interacting with your chart um, overall. But 
Yeah. And that actually, so the way that you said that that like completely depicted um, your, like the planets at that moment um, reminded me of this time. I actually meant to tell you the second it happened. Uh, I was talking to my old roommate and he is an Aquarius rising. And I remember this was the night of the Aquarius full moon. Um, so we were like out at dinner or something. And he was like talking about how <laughs> he was like, I'm so exhausted. I spent the whole day literally like scooping up buckets of water in my friend's basement because it was like flooding and like blah, blah, blah. And, I, and he literally was like giving me an example. And he was like, I was literally like this. I had to walk out and throw it out. I was like, are you kidding? You and Aquarius rising, the water bearer, literally getting water on an Aquarius full moon. I was like, okay, so okay. He doesn't believe in astrology that much, but I was like, the fact that this is like, it's just so in your face sometimes. And it's so entertaining when that happens. I, I love, like, I love when it's literal like that. Like, yeah. literal <laughs> astrology moments. Like, I have so many good it's ones. It's so like funny. It's like, like, in case you didn't believe it, in case you were losing your faith in it, here's the situation. Like, I know. Like, but but it, it doesn't hit the same for people who don't, like, you know, believe, believe it or anything. Because, like, you have to kind of explain this symbolizes this. and this, like, Exactly. But, but it's like, but when it's like, you just have something that happens that's just so on the nose it's like what the fuck like, it's literally like caught like a cosmic joke like it's so funny yes. to me I feel like it's an insider between me and the universe I'm like ha right. <laughs> exactly like I see what you did there <laughs> but yeah so sometimes astrology can be literally right in your face like that and it's that's why it's so cool I feel like and also well like yeah like you might not necessarily if you don't know about these specific symbols and meanings of certain things, it'll be harder to like understand those. And that's why people that don't believe in it are just like, okay. But like, once you actually like start like getting deep into your astrology knowledge, it's so much fun to like have these moments. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just a great way to kind of be like, to just examine how these astrological symbols and like energies are manifesting like right in front of you like in your yeah. everyday and it's always fun to learn just different levels of that like certain things that planets rule um like even like your everyday stuff like shoes or like whatever like just learning that kind of level of it like when I read about stuff like that I'm so fascinated I don't I'm not well versed in it yet but I hope to be like it's just so cool yeah <laughs> okay sorry We're really so nerdy about okay, nerding okay? out on like astrology a little bit but um all right so let's actually just jump in and discuss the Taurus Scorpio axis and um we'll Tony and I will take a second to like acknowledge where these signs fall in our chart and what planets we may have in these signs yeah so Tony can start us off yes you're a resident Taurus sun um <laughs> Yeah, I have the sun in Taurus. I have Mars in Taurus combust the sun, which basically means it's super close to the sun. The sun is burning my Mars up. Um, and in Scorpio, I actually don't have any like significant planets, but it does fall in my ninth house. Um, and I have a point there, which is called the lot of fortune. I'm not going to get into it too much, but it's basically like an ancient astrological technique that um is calculated using like your sun moon rising very a little bit more complex than what we're talking about right now but anyways 
I have that in Scorpio in my ninth house. And then, yeah, my Mars and Sun and Taurus fall in my third house. All right. And just to clarify, Tony is using whole house um, astrology. Yeah. She will be throughout the show. So I guess eventually we won't need to disclaim that. Um, <laughs> but we do differ. So I'll be using Placidus. So I have a Taurus moon and the moon is exalted in Taurus. And we'll talk about that later. But yes, um, I have a Taurus moon and Taurus rules, I believe my third house and then um, Scorpio rules my eighth house. And I don't have any significant placements there. Um, there are, you know, um, so I have my Chiron in my eighth house. And I also have uh, Black Moon Lilith in my eighth house, um, mm -hmm. which those are also like not really things that we're discussing this season, but maybe we will get into more in the upcoming seasons, if you guys want to stay tuned. Um, but for now, we'll get into more of the building blocks of the two. Yeah. So in the same way that we did for Aries and Libra, we're going to just break down by like element, modality, ruler and such, etc. And for each of them, and then we'll kind of put it together and see how that creates the sign that we're discussing. Yeah, so starting off with Taurus, um, we have in the visual a little glyph underneath, which is just the symbol for Taurus. Um, so we have a bull here. Element is Earth. Modality is fixed. It's ruled by Venus. Um, and Mars has its detriment in Taurus. And the moon is exalted in Taurus. And um, it is a nocturnal sign. So those are the basic building blocks. Um, I know it's kind of a lot to take in, but Silver and I are going to go into a little more in depth, like what these different building blocks mean to us in order to help give you all a, a vision of each of these signs. All right. So here we have Scorpio. The little symbol under it is a scorpion. It's also the glyph of Scorpio. Um, Scorpio is a water sign. So it's accompanied by Cancer and Pisces. It's a fixed modality. Um, the ruler or its domicile is in Mars or Pluto. Um, it's in detriment in Venus and the moon falls in Scorpio. Um, and it's a nocturnal as well. Yeah, so that's Taurus and Scorpio. One thing I'll just add for Scorpio, um, I know Silver mentioned that the ruler is Mars or Pluto. Um, so just to give a little bit of context, in traditional astrology or like Hellenistic astrology, Mars is the only ruler of um, Scorpio. It doesn't have a, an additional ruler. And that's the case for all of the um, signs. Like there's not a sign with two rulers because they don't acknowledge the outer planets, just the planets that are from like, the sun to Saturn um, versus in modern astrology, the outer planets are incorporated such as Pluto and Neptune and Uranus. And so um, in modern astrology, Pluto is considered a ruler of Scorpio. So cool. So that is Taurus and Scorpio. Um, yeah, it's kind of a lot to remember, but um, we're going to go through more in depth and break down like what all of these building blocks mean for us when in order to you know give a more full description of like how we view each of these signs so let's start with Taurus um okay. cool so the element we're going to start with the element of it so as a reminder Taurus is an earth sign 
other earth signs include Virgo and Capricorn. <laughs> I don't know how into my news anger voice. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so what does earth mean to us? Um, we wanted to, you know, dive into this element a little bit. So Silver, you want to start us off? Yeah. So <clears throat> see, when I think of earth, I think of like the tangible stuff, the things you can touch, the things you can feel. Um, I honestly think of just like the human experience in general on this earthly realm, mm-hmm. um, like the practicality of being human, I guess, like the, oh, okay. the practical, okay. tangible stuff. Um, for, I would say for Taurus, it's more of the sensory aspects of it. And then when I, when I think of earth, I also can think of like, you know, like peaceful, um, I think of like nature, I think of the beauty of nature um, and the, like the power of, the earth in general um you think of like earthquakes um you think of kind of routine I think I don't know those are words that are coming to mind as I'm diving into earth Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or what that would look like yeah yeah I have um in my notes just like the material realm um anything that's of this physical yeah, realm you can touch see hear taste or hold like that yeah. you can do that with that object so yeah that's what um, I meant with in that in the human experience like the sensory experience of being a human mm-hmm. yeah um and I I mean when you were talking about the human experience one thing that came to mind is just like the embodied experience and I think that is also something that once we talk a little bit more about Taurus we can get into but I like I'm trying to think solely about like earth which would technically apply to all the earth signs I think of like um stability um I think of pragmatism tangibility something of substance something you can like like it's like a little bit like realistic kind of like it's here um it's a little bit more um like there's a presence to it for earth signs um, I also thought about, I went on this like little learning tangent about earth. Um, I did take a geology class in, in college, so that was cool to learn about earth too. Um, but it's layered. The earth has a lot of layers in it and, and at its yeah. core, there's like, there's so many um, different cycles that go on on earth that help to support life and also like give life to other organisms. Like Earth is very cyclical, and I feel like when you said routine, yeah. that's like yeah, what I thought exactly about. Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. When I was thinking, when I said routine, I was literally thinking of like the like the Earth's rotation. Like that's what was mm-hmm. on like my mind when I thought that way. So like, yeah, it's the cycles of Earth. right, and that's interesting because like I wasn't even thinking about like the Earth itself. I was thinking about the life cycles within Earth, like the water cycle mm-hmm. and the carbon cycle and the, the you know like environmental cycles and that kind of stuff where it's yeah. like you have all of these it's like it's very systemic like in yeah. a different way like earth is like a system and mm-hmm. um another thing I thought about and I wanted to bring up is like the when we think about well there's two things when we're thinking about earth and like it relating to our human experiences our like the pragmatism of being human um you can't not talk about the body and so I was thinking about how we tend to treat the earth and also how it's similar to how we tend to treat our bodies. 
um so earth is like you know the most disrespected person <laughs> the most disrespected being in yeah. the and our earth is earth like <laughs> yeah and then connecting that back to the body like yeah just like, like the like within capitalist systems and like just like that idea of like not prioritizing our bodies i have this really great quote from um sabrina monarch that uh she's an astrologer that uh, i think she's an evolutionary astrologer um, but she talks about most of us live in an overculture that emphasizes a, a disconnection from earth and therefore our bodies as well. Many of us move through the karmic patterns of living in an unsustainable way, overworking and overtaxing our bodies, overworking and overtaxing our environment. Um, and that was just very poignant in terms of thinking about um, earth and the ways that it's continually like it's suffering just kind of goes unnoticed, I think. Um, or it's not that it goes unnoticed, but people just willfully don't care. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's, it's not it's not unnoticed. It's just not prioritized. It's not prioritized, even though it's literally giving us life. Like, so it's a very interesting way, but also to think about like, how do we, how are we disconnected from our bodies and how do we overtax and overwork our bodies in a very similar way? way that it's not prioritized but it's so vital like our bodies are vital for vitality <laughs> and then one other last tidbit about earth I want to mention is so the other day I was like you know thinking about earth and I was like is there water inside of earth like I know the majority of earth is water like 70 percent right guess what so are our bodies anyways um <laughs> but uh I would like, is there water, <laughs> right? Is there water inside the earth's core? So I just decided to Google this and there was like a bunch of stuff coming up. Like this is apparently a very researched topic, but it Ooh. is scientists do speculate that there is water inside of earth's core. And there's also a speculation that that actually might be what make, like it was seeping out to make up earth's bodies of water that are on the surface um so that just made me think about how listen to this y'all for every each of the earth signs are opposite a water sign mm -hmm. and thinking about that watery inside like you have this earth that's like you think of it as strong stable like I think that's a lot, why a lot of people take it for granted because it's just like it's here it's just a rock like we just walking on it yeah um, but but there's also like a watery inside there's, I think throughout this episode I will definitely be mentioning a lot of um, connections between earth and our bodies because I feel like they're just so glaringly there mm -hmm. um cool so really moving on to modality of Taurus this is a fixed sign our first fixed sign in the zodiac so I'll start off with what fixed means to me um <clears throat> So without trying to, just in general, the fixed signs are like Aquarius, Leo, and Scorpio, the opposite of Taurus. Um, and when I think of fixed signs, I think of like this stabilizing energy. It's very much about maintaining. It's like, it comes after the cardinal sign. So it's like after the, you know, seed has been planted, right? Like the fixed sign is just like, okay, how do we just maintain the growth? Like they're not really concerned with changing directions or switching things up they just want to figure out how can you maximize and take advantage like take as much as you can from this like 
present thing or like whatever you have going on. Um, and I don't want it to seem like, I think there's a tendency for fixed signs to get stuck, but I think fixed signs also, um, I've heard of fixed signs described as inert, which like, I think is great for describing the fact that it's not like it's fixed signs are not, are like lazy or they're not going to do things. It's like, if they do it, they're just going to keep doing it. So it's like a fixed sign can have hella stamina because you can just keep going, keep going, keep going. They're not going to just change direction. So it's like, they're not going to be good at running, you know, a course that has a lot of twists and turns and stuff. But on that like one course, they are going to be on the course. Like they are steadfast. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just about like maintaining. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that for me, that's, those were a lot of, yeah, like my ideas of a fixed sign as well. Um, for me, I said, mm -hmm. there's a comfort in what is known for them. And they don't often like to steer away from that just because they have the security of knowing that this is going to get them where they want to get or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I would say like not easily changed. Um, I would say resistant resistant yeah I said stubborn but resistant sounds better <laughs> um yeah yeah so I guess when you put fixed and earth together to make up our beautiful fixed sign Taurus um some of the things that come up for me I feel like is like okay if you have something that's represented by a rock that is so solid and then they're also fixed like some might say this is the most fixed sign because it's just like you're already an earth sign and then you're also fixed so it's like you're there's an added sort of layer it seems of like stability mm -hmm. um whereas you know some of the other earth signs like they're worried about stability but they're going to do it in a way that's a little bit more either initiatory like a capricorn or they might be a little bit more adaptable like a virgo a taurus is not really interested in those things tauruses are going to be more interested in like the stability, like, how can I, like, maintain the maintenance? Like, like maintain it, like, maximum comfort and familiarity, I feel like. Yeah, let's bring Venus in there. So I think when Venus is expressed through Taurus, I feel like it's about maintaining pleasure, right? So we have this Venus word of pleasure, comfort, connection. And then we think about the fixed Taurus I mean the fixed earth sign Taurus and we get like this sign that is all about you know stabilizing pleasures um sustaining the body connection to the body so maybe with Libra it was a little bit more I think connection to others um I think Taurus does care about that to a degree as well but I think Taurus being an earth sign being a fixed sign is a little bit more about um, connection to maybe the land or the body the earth and the body and so being able to like nurture and nourish it and um, being like if you think about how do you feel pleasure like pleasure is different in, in Libra I think where it's like it's more of a it's a feeling but it's not a feeling <laughs> like I feel mm. like Taurus is like <laughs> in the body like you know like you know pleasure like when you eat something that's really good or when you orgasm or when you like these things that like you can't you can't quite intellectualize like you just feel it you feel it right yeah, yeah. exactly and um, I think that yeah 
like talking about how we felt like for earth it was the human experience the tangible stuff um the like like sensory stuff i feel like that also brings in the layer of like the pleasure that you get from all of your senses Uh specifically and by being like you said like in your body so the pleasures of being a human I feel like or like very tor like Taurus Venusian um like eating good or like feeling really comfortable in certain like clothes or blankets Uh or Uh um like a beaut something that just like is beautiful to look at like art or like but at the same time, I feel like when I think of a Taurus Venusian, I think it's very much like the beauty in the natural state of something mm-hmm. in the in showing up like just like as you are um, and finding beauty in that. Whereas I feel like with a Libra Venusian, it's, it's more about the aesthetic or about like it looking pretty versus for Taurus, it being about like just the beauty that's like that feels good that feels good that's just like that just gives you that feeling yeah which I like I I think of it as like I think like Libra Venusians are um about maybe mental connection when it comes to like Venus is always about connection in general but I think Libra is about that mental connection and I think Taurus is embodied connection how can like you be connected to your body and because you're so connected to your body also be able to connect to other bodies but not necessarily in a way that's very like up here it's more like that like the core sort of just the earthy way of doing things I don't know it's like it's very like yeah like sensual here um (laughs) and it's also hard to explain because it's like not verbalized it's like the feeling that you have so that's why we like and it's like a good like, feeling like Taurus, and I literally I'm just like rubbing my arms like I know like, like no. I feel like that's the only way when you're trying to express like Taurus verbally I feel like you have to have your body in motion and you have to like move a little bit because it's you like have to feel it yeah like yeah it's like whatever feels good like and I think that would that's what separates um Taurus from Capricorn or Virgo I think every like we're all concerned about our bodies and the embodied experience in some way but Taurus is concerned about how can I make this as pleasurable and as sweet and as like as possible like I want to have that's exactly what Taurus is and if anyone like I feel like that's not always perceived that way but it's like Taurus will maximize their pleasure if there's one thing about a Taurus or Taurus placement is that their pleasure is a priority yeah. and that is like I, I love that about them but it can also be like a... <laughs> yeah we'll get into it we'll get into it um and I just want to throw this in here our Taurus queen Janet Jackson love her for life um pleasure principle coming from a Taurus like come on it's what we are about it's the principle of pleasure <laughs> that's what it is um anyways uh, the moon. I mean, we're going to talk a little bit about the moon um, because the moon exalts in Taurus. And I think we should have our Taurus moon tell us about the moon and why you feel like it's important for Taurus. Oh my gosh, this is fun because actually this connects back to what we were just discussing about Earth and how it's literally 70% water um, and how like when you think about the earth and you think about the ocean, for example, how it moves with like the moon, how it cycles with like the moon cycles. 
I feel like that makes sense that the moon is exalted in Taurus because it's like it's an earth sign. The moon is also very much associated with our bodies. It's the closest thing out of all of the astrological bodies that we're talking about. The moon is the closest to humans. It's the closest to earth. And that's why it gravitationally pulls the water. Like, and there's like, I saw this really awesome video um, on Twitter going around of like showing how yeah. the moon is controlling the ocean. So I think what you're referencing here is like thinking about this, the moon as like something that's very close to us as, and the human experience as well and I exactly. think exactly and our bodies as well thinking about yes, like exactly this. and I think yeah. what's significant about the moon being exalted in this earth sign like you know it's at home in a water sign but it's exalted in this earth sign and I think that kind of tells a little bit about like there's some watery aspects to these earth signs and to Taurus like especially when it comes to the the connection part and the like the security part and the comfort mm-hmm. and the nourishing the and- comfort and then exactly literally the words that I had next to moon was emotions of course um and then comfort mother nurture <laughs> and I feel like those are all things that like I feel like nurturing is something that comes so naturally to Taurus placements. I think that Tauruses are very like I don't know when I think of like my mom who's a Taurus son. I think that my mom is like the most naturally nurturing person like ever. Like it just comes so intrinsically to her and I don't know, maybe that's also a level of, you know, like conditioning as a woman. But the moon is exalted in Taurus because I feel like that that natural instinct of nurture mm-hmm. and of like comfort like of also just being a comforting person or grounding person um and yeah I don't know I'm literally like oh. <laughs> I feel like it's so hard to really understand Taurus without also touching on the body and the senses and like those make up I feel like Tauruses like and who they are and what they value um I also was thinking about in the um in our first episode we were talking about like when we had touched on things that we were proud of and you talked about how um you're proud of being able to be present and be in your body and you were like I feel like that's something that doesn't come naturally to everyone I think that's why it's something I'm very proud of and it's it's definitely not like I think it's really hard to um be in your body especially when thinking about how um this is something I read about often is like how our body stores our trauma and um how a lot of the times like we might not be consciously aware of things that are triggering for us but our body always will be and our our body will always react in ways and it's always important to understand like the physiological um like feelings that you get I guess physiological symptoms that you get in order to like really understand what you're feeling and I feel like that's like I don't even know like a lot of that is kind of connecting back to the moon too of like what you're Mm -hmm. feeling and like the body and yeah um, yes it's always yeah it's it's something that I I find really like intriguing and I you know there's like a lot of like therapists that do like somatic therapy and like in releasing that like that stuff from your body in order to actually be able to be in your body and be present and yeah experience life in that like pleasurable way that 
for Tauruses may come easily not to say that they don't store their trauma of course but um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think what you're touching on is such a great segue into Scorpio because it's like you can't ever just like you can't ever disconnect water from the earth like water is takes up so much of the earth you cannot ever disconnect your feelings from your body and exactly. your emotions are a part of your body they're also in impacting each other they're you know they're in this sort of oppositional not oppositional but they're in a conversation that might be engaged between a Taurus and a Scorpio so I think let's move into Scorpio yeah let's move into the element of Scorpio um water so when it comes to water I think of water as <clears throat> all-encompassing um, I think it is like, like it can literally consume you. <laughs> yeah. um, and it carries you. If you surrender to it, it will carry you. You will float. Um, I think about the fact that it's so, your body is so much lighter in water. Like you're not really walking like you're on stable ground. You're kind of being carried and transported and you kind of like are limited in what you can do. Like you can only move in slow motion <laughs> um, when you're in it. Um, but then I also think about what it provides. It's literally, it supports life. Um, you cannot go like more than three days without water. You can go like a long ass time without food. But when it comes to water, you need that shit like every day. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so yeah, I think water makes me think of like this life sustaining supporting there's so much life in the water in our oceans very deep unknown there's a lot we don't right. like there's so many new species right. coming out of the water all the time literally like way less explored than space so like right. shit has depths and I think it's like there I was looking at like the different deep points of water the other night <laughs> And it says like, if you go to the deepest point or like one of the deepest points, like the depth is not as tall as Mount Kilimanjaro. So like yeah. the water, like the depths of the ocean, that's some deep shit. Like that's yeah. not, that's not like, it's like probably more than what any of us could really imagine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's my spiel on water for now. <clears throat> okay so for mine I I was thinking when I think of water I think of yeah depth I think of depth in terms of like physical depth but also like you know like a more symbolic depth um I think power I think strength um you know when you think of like a tsunami like what that can do how that can like affect um the world and everyone um, I feel like when I was thinking of a lot of these, I was thinking of the um, the ways that these elements can be destructive and the ways that they can, like, at their truest, like, or at their highest power, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so that's why I did a lot of natural disasters, clearly. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, depth, power, strength. I said calm, like, in the way of you saying, like, if you surrender, but then I also said unrest, um mm. because you know like you can you can have both with the ocean you never know what you're getting yeah. um um and like you said like like I said for me like symbolically like it's like a knowledge it's like an inner knowing I feel like the idea of 
like just like also what you could find out it's like it symbolizes knowledge for me in that way like of like what there is to learn how there's always so much more to learn mm -hmm. um but also like I feel like when I I don't know when I like go to the beach and stuff I just feel like the ocean knows things <laughs> and she uh, tries to memory in her ways and um yeah it you know of course like the oceans can be representative of emotions but also I don't know like it's also a place where you can go to release those emotions and mm. um and that's definitely my relationship with the ocean I cry every time I go to the ocean okay okay <laughs> I cry everywhere all the time <laughs> and then you said I, I don't remember it was one word that you said was it all-encompassing I don't know oh yeah maybe maybe it was that one it was like a word and the way you said it was a lot like more positive but for me I said overwhelmed oh um, okay <laughs> like overwhelming because there's so much of it and it's like everywhere it's all encompassing like you said but at the same time like when I try to wrap my head around the ocean it's yeah like I feel like it kind of goes back to like the idea if it's so deep it's so like wide and like I, like there's just so much to take in and I don't think it's something we could really imagine. It's almost like space. So now that we've talked about water, let's talk about, well, we'd already talked about being fixed as an earth sign. One thing I will say for fixed water, I know we're talking about, um, we've already mentioned some keywords for water as an element on its own. And so when we think about fixed water, that makes me just think about like dwelling and like, sitting with and like because fixed signs are not going to really change direction they're really more about like maintaining and stabilizing I think it's like how do you do that in the emotional realm you have to sit with them you have to you know tend to them and and help to maintain the like I think emotional security which I think Scorpio is very much about as a fixed water sign and then um, one thing I wanted to mention is a metaphor from Diana Rose Harper, an astrologer. She talks about um, fixed water and Scorpio as a well and how like when you um, when you have like an ocean, right, and you poison an ocean or like you put something in the ocean, it can kind of like it'll impact parts of the ocean, but it, it can kind of the rest of the ocean is massive enough to like filtrate it and, and get it out. Right. But when you have a well because it's contained water, like a fixed water sign, you know, if you put something in there that's poisonous or harmful to it, it's going to impact the whole environment. Like there's nowhere else for the water to go. And so she brings it up as a way to say like, that's why Scorpios are so protective. That's why water, fixed water has to be protective of what it allows in that water element because, and I mean, in that environment, because it's so like susceptible to being kind of poisoned yeah. yeah so I feel like that really speaks to um that's like a good metaphor to kind of imagine what it means to be fixed water um and I think as we continue the conversation we'll both kind of get into more like how that comes up comes to life for Scorpios for us but the last thing we'll get into is Scorpio's ruler Mars so Silver you know what do you have to say about Mars in wow, terms of we water did touch exactly like Mars shows up differently in this placement so I would say um it's still you know the planet of aggression of passion um 
but in terms of Martian fixed water, while it's not water, hear me out. Mm -hmm. I would say I would compare it to a volcano. Um, like I feel like the the way that it like comes out, and it's not like it's it's like different than the Aries Martian energy of like the destructive fire. I feel like with Scorpio, it's more of a slow, sneaky. Um, I mean, when I think about after the eruption, right? Because you know that part's gonna be seen, it's gonna be heard. We're gonna know. Um, but then after, as it's like coming down, it's more like I don't know, and it's like it's a liquid. So for some reason, that's like what comes so to the magma. You're thinking, you're thinking about magma. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So like that's what I think about in terms of like the way that Mars kind of comes out for Scorpio versus like an aggressive fire, explosive fire of Aries. Mm. Um like just like the sneaky like yeah so that kind of vibe but I would say um it still has that aggression you know because like a volcano still has that aggression that power um but I think it it is less in your face I feel like the Scorpio Mars is less in your face than an Aries Mars it can be but it takes a little bit more to get them there than I feel like for an mm. Aries okay yeah <laughs> What is your difference in association with the Scorpio Mars? So I think of like a water warrior. Um, I think of like, again, because we're dealing with the emotional realm, I think what's going to drive a Scorpio Mars is going to be a little bit different than what drives an Aries Mars. So like, um, it's going to be things that impact your emotions or like things that sort of trigger you in a way that I think is a little bit different like I feel like the triggering that Aries experiences is a little bit more in the moment like pop off and it's because it's like you're threatening me you're threatening me that's that is um Aries right but I think Scorpio feels the same thing but it's more like you're threatening my emotions you're threatening like my um vulnerability my inner child my like there's there's the things that you are gonna hit on to to bring a Scorpio to that point is gonna be it's gonna be more of an emotional experience of like okay now I need to battle you because you have you have come into um battle with my you come across the wall you come to my territory <laughs> like now you're done you but the, the Scorpio of like my emotions my vulnerability my heart right right exactly <laughs> the thing about Scorpio which is why you know and this is like a fun little Scorpio versus Aries who's gonna win in a fight like Aries if they get the first punch they're gonna win Aries <laughs> in the moment they can the amount of like force that they have in the moment but the thing about them is that's the only time they have it they only <laughs> have it in the moment Scorpio is the long game because we're you Scorpios know, that's when you bring in the fixed energy right exactly <laughs> the endurance fixed, one thing that a fixed sign is going to do they are going to be thorough they are going to destroy you if, if you're Mars <laughs> they you're are Mars, going to destroy you got yeah, it <laughs> like, and, they're, and they're committed to it there's nothing more important to them they are obsessed almost with destroying you if you have done something Cross that, that, line. Has, that has crossed the line for them. And so I think a Scorpio would win if if they if if Aries swings and the Scorpio happens to duck, 
then the Scorpio is going to beat them down. Like it's going to be a beat down and it's going to be, you know, sad for Aries, but <laughs> happy for Mars. I mean, for Scorpio. Um, so yeah, I think that's the difference. I think Scorp Mars and Scorpio is, is much more precise, much more um, calculated because they are sitting with it for a long time. And they're like, it's not like Aries. Aries, I think it's just like, shoot, 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 shoot. Like, and they're probably going to hit a lot of people um a Scorpio is more like a sniper like hidden yeah. and like has that direct shot and has literally Definitely. focused on the shot and has like a zoomed in thing and they're gonna like attack yeah I feel like just just in general Scorpios are a lot more and it like the like it's probably the fixed energy and it's also the water energy of being sensitive but like they are so like they know you before you think they know you. Like they're so observant. They notice this, the slightest changes in your behavior or whatever. And so they like study you before mm -hmm. they bring you down. So yeah, I feel like, exactly. and, it's, and whereas, like you said, with Aries, it's like impulsive. It's not thought out. It's not. Right, it's not. Same. It's about the moment. And exactly. that's why with Aries. Scorpio is like, calculating. Like they right are on it before way before you even know you fucked them over <laughs> like <laughs> exactly and that's like the thing with Aries it's like um because they're in the moment once that moment's done it's done like they're not Aries don't really hold on to exactly. stuff too much but a Scorpio because of that fixed nature of a Scorpio once it's done it's not it's never over <laughs> it ain't never over once it's done it's just begun <laughs> like, <right? laughs> like, literally no that's over. so true because when I was also like, um, just like when we were talking about it last time, how you described, you know, the cardinality of the fire as burnout, like they have it at the beginning, but they, they are not sustaining. They're not sus like sustaining that. And Scorpio as a fixed sign can sustain that and they will. And, and they have the emotional, the emotional capacity and backing yeah. to like force it even more. Like, yeah. So yeah don't mess with a Scorpio I guess is the conclusion I don't know um, <laughs> don't hurt their feelings um, so yeah that's a little bit more about the building blocks that make up Scorpio and Taurus now the next thing I think we want to talk about and this might not we might not have like too much more to add here but um just to leave the space for it um is there any like other sort of key phrases around what Taurus represents to you that you didn't really get to touch on before that you feel like is helpful for the conversation about the axis um, yeah we talked about it you know comfort security um material wealth I said obtaining things mm, um, you didn't talk about the things the having exactly yes one thing we didn't I think it's important to talk about the possession right because we mentioned a lot of about like being embodied as a, like and that having you know um representations for Taurus but Taurus is also about possessions and having things and I think that that also comes back to the material realm like this this idea that like through your resources one having things is a way to continue to support your body in case of like having food or having money to buy food so that's like one way to look at it for Taurus like you need to have these things so that way you can continue to maintain and stabilize and nurture yourself um and I think that another thing that the possess the possessions help 
with for Taurus is this um, feeling or this, I think, attachment, because I think all fixed signs have attachment issues, but <laughs> Taurus as a fixed earth sign, attachment to material possessions to feel secure. Like, it's like almost like now they are a part of the body. Like you, everything that you have now in order to um, continue to feel like you're stable in your environment, like those possessions are just as important as your body. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is just like, possessions are very important for Tauruses, I think. Um, yeah. Almost too important and we can get into that. Um, but yeah, do you have any thoughts on possessions? Um, yes, I think that um, the Venusian aspect of that makes it kind of like, I think that, something that Tauruses might struggle with I feel like there can be a level of like a false sense of security that they mm -hmm. get with these possessions mm -hmm. and then when they don't have that security within themselves they tend to believe that those possessions will bring them that um security and so they can mm -hmm. bluntness or um just like you know like just really? more and more despite the fact that it's not filling the void that they're trying to fill oh period cleared them um anyways <laughs> so yeah and then I think that yeah I said maximizing pleasure Taurus is just about that good time like not the good time that maybe a fire or air sign would bring in terms of like socially fun all that kind of stuff it's that good time that feels good in your like you just feel it in your, in your white tone I don't even know because I'm like I don't know where it's at like it's in, in my your body, body. Like, but I feel like it's also my soul like I don't know right um yeah I feel like to them it's literally the same like I I feel like that I mean that feeling like that feeling of in your body is also bringing them that same like that feeling of joy yeah like and I like it doesn't have to be like luxury necessarily or like these like nice things like it could also right, be yeah. just the comfort of being at home with someone you love and just like enjoying each other's presence or the feeling that that makes like how that makes you feel just like like I don't know you know there's this yeah. I feel like people often associate them with luxury and nice things and of course sources love them some of that too but it's also just like comfort it's security. right like they value right. they're never gonna you're never gonna catch a tourist out here like if they're into luxury it's not gonna be luxury that makes them uncomfortable that's <laughs> exactly it has to, it has, if it's gonna be luxury it has to be comfortable mm -hmm. um and so I be comfortable <laughs> <laughs> um a cultural reference I want to bring up um, this is inspired by the astrologer Michael J. Morris. They brought this up in an episode of the Astrology Show. And I feel like, wow, it was just, it just felt, I had already read this piece that they brought up um, before this, but I like, when they put it in the context of thinking about Taurus through this article, I was like, OMG, this is literally the Taurus Bible. Um, okay, so it's from Audre Lorde, our fellow Taurus moon. Um, and it's an excerpt from Uses of the Erotic. So start off. like, okay, pause. Let's take a second to acknowledge the fact that that's the name of her book. And it's about pleasure. And like, I mean, you know, there's like eroticism and pleasure interchangeable. So yes, yes. I was like, 
Mm-hmm. It's perfect. And it, and the whole argument is about thinking about the erotic, not only in a sexual way, like in the sexual way, but also in the other ways that it manifests. So let me give you the, the 101. Like that. <laughs> um, the, <laughs> the lowdown. Right. <laughs> For the erotic is not a question only of what we do. It is a question of how acutely and fully we can feel in the doing. Once we know the extent to which we are capable of feeling that sense of satisfaction and completion, we can then observe which of our various life endeavors brings us closest to that fullness. Mm, That fullness. That (laughs) fullness. Like, I feel like this. And that's, I feel like that's that feeling that we keep trying to describe is like that, that like the fullness. The Mm -hmm. satisfaction and the completion and you know throughout it she talks about like the different activities that can bring that to her like yes it could be sex but it could be writing it could be reading a really good novel it could be cooking it could be just being with my friends like it could be so many different things but you know like like everyone knows that complete satisfaction it's it's like orgasms like you know (laughs) like you know it's like (laughs) orgasms Everybody knows about those. So, yeah, I felt like that was a great, just a great excerpt to describe Taurus. Um, Another thing I'll bring up is a a line from Frank Ocean Song, who is a Scorpio. So we have our Scorpio person telling us about the Taurus experience. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's from Sweet Life. Um, And I think the... First of all, when he sings this, it literally makes me feel these things. Like, I just feel like, wow, this is such a great, like, you know, music is a huge, you know, part of Taurus, I think, and the arts just being a Venus sign. And so, but especially music that gives you that complete satisfaction. Um, So anyways, you know, keeping it surreal, whatever you like, whatever feels good, whatever takes your mountain high, like, these are, this is what it means to be a Taurus. And I think it's important that this song, in a lot of ways, I think it's about basking in the pleasure. But I think some of it is about like calling out like, this is a little too good. <laughs> like, this is too good to be true. Surreal. That doesn't mean real. Mm-hmm. That just means mm-hmm. that this is just a image sort of, or like it has all the things that make it seem just pleasurable but not necessarily realistic and I think when you bring up like the fake security like because they're not addressing the core of what might be an issue whether it's like a lack of self you know a lack of security feeling insecure or whatever I think that they can start to construct or try to possess things in order to build a world that is that gives off a sense of pleasure and comfort but it's not really the kind of comfort that's going to be sustainable yeah the way that they want it to be so I think that is a that is kind of getting into the shadow sides of like when Tauruses haven't really addressed the root of an issue I think it can become controlling it can become possessive it can become stubborn it can become like this thing of like no I just need to do it this way so I can get this this that and the third but nothing's really changing for you because you haven't really you haven't you're not able to sit with the the unpleasurable things you you need to be able need to develop a sort of um 
capacity to deal with unpleasurable things that's like the hardest thing for Tauruses I don't I literally felt how hard that was for you to even say out loud (laughs) no literally and it's like when you're Venusian I think you just want everything to be right and I think for Tauruses it's like but why can't I have like why can't I just control everything to make it this most pleasurable experience and it's like one you need to expand your understanding of pleasure is it really pleasurable if there's so much discomfort that you're burying and like not addressing or is it just like the illusion you know mm-hmm. yeah or like some quotes that I had seen that reminded me of Taurus um this was actually really funny so this this was a quote from a dancer she's like a ballet dancer like she's an older woman now but she's actually her son is in Taurus and this is something that she said she said the body is a sacred garment. The body is an instrument to dance, but your art is outside that creature. The body, the body never lies. The body says what words cannot. And like, that's just so funny to me. Like, first of all, like her being an artist and being a dancer as a Taurus and like specifically saying all these things about what the body is for her. And, how- and like, that's like the same idea of like, yeah, the your body, like the body never lies. There's like, this book called um the body keeps the score yeah the body keeps score and just knowing that like um your body keeps track of everything that happens in your life and like um, and she's Mm. like the body can't lie yeah and as you're saying it I'm like the Scorpio stuff is so present as we're talking about it I I went on a limb and say I think I've mentioned this to you before Silver but like I really feel like the Taurus Scorpio axis is like they're like so connected like they feel so like like there's some kind of there's a magnetism there that I feel like I mean I think it exists throughout the axes but something about the Taurus Scorpio axis is like I don't know if the other sister signs really have that much of a connection the way that Taurus and Scorpio do like it seems so I mean it's sexual just because they're sexual signs but like it seems like wow there's a lot of literally yeah and like I remember this like conversation is also what propelled this idea for our season so and I remember feeling like this after we had our discussion the first time like we were just like whoa like our minds were blown just because of how similar they were and how that was not something that I mean I had considered before and I'm looking at my original notes from like months ago from when we had this conversation and I said one of my favorite axes because of their similarities like and I like I just like was so like after like writing out everything I was so like intrigued by that axis specifically and also just talking about like the body and you saying like sexual you know like how like Scorpio rules the sexual organs and like then there's like the pleasure of like um Taurus and like I don't even know like and that being in your body and that also being a place where you can store a lot of trauma and like Mm. just like so much of these like connections and I'm just like yeah there's something there there's something there I don't know anyway so we've talked more about what Taurus means to us let's give Scorpio some time to shine I was thinking about the Scorpio environment and I was kind of imagining it as literally like the bottom of the ocean um so like it's dark um and so Mars having a home here is it's moving different than Aries in a lot of ways, which we've already mentioned, but like it has to, I think it's sensory 
level is also pretty heightened, not in terms of like the physical senses, but the internal senses. So that intu intuition, intuition, you know, with yes. Scorpio, because you have to kind of, when you're dark in the depths of the ocean, imagine, and you have to like be able to protect your your internal emotional environment you have to intuit like you have to you can't um you can't do it you can't rely on your eyes you have to feel it and you have to like have a like feel drawn to it anyways right. um I love that I love that like description of it being of you comparing it to the bottom of the ocean like that like darkness that shadow that's shadowy like right part, the part that's so unknown and that they don't allow people to see and like yeah yeah mm -hmm. Very but I was I've been thinking a lot about Scorpio's Scorpio babies because you know when it comes to some of these signs there are so many like prevalent stereotypes to the point where you would think that a Scorpio baby just comes out with a knife like <laughs> and they do my two older sisters are proof I'm just kidding <laughs> like and they they come out with the capacity to have a knife right but they're still babies right and so my I was writing something and I'm gonna try to sift through it but when you know Scorpio's babies come into this world much like everyone else they're innocent they're getting to know the world for the first time they're untouched they're just now exploring the difference is that a Scorpio baby is getting to know the world through this environment that has the capacity to basically hold space for such a depth of emotions and whether they're positive or negative it, it doesn't matter it's just emotions in general and so they have a capacity to hold space for that it's not to say that they come out like you know sad or like like they come out untouched but then shit happens to them just like shit happens to everybody right and once shit happens to them they're it like as they're moving throughout the world, they can hold space for deeper stuff than oh, some people, other people. Like other people might not be able to hold space for as much as they can. Having the capacity to hold space for tough shit is a very important and delicate sort of task. And I think Scorpios are willing to do that. They have the will to deal with the tough shit. Right. And just from what I've experienced of Scorpios, they often like unconsensually are kind of exposed to a lot more than they, you know, probably would want to be or whatever at a, like a younger age. And I feel like often, you know, that goes unseen or unheard of. And um, it's not. Well, until let's let's then it, it's not even like unseen sounds too passive. Oftentimes people look away like people oh my will God. ignore they will ignore you know the depths of the pain and whatever especially the uncomfy feelings I think society is Venusian in the way that we only want to do what feels good if it feels bad like even if it's important to process it we don't want to because it's we'd rather you know look away hide it ignore it yeah. um, Scorpios and the, because they're holding space for it society looks away from Scorpios because it's like how dare you give this negative feeling any sort of um attention exactly yeah and I feel like they like because like you said they do have the will to 
hold space for those heavy emotions, often I feel like people kind of overlook them in a way of being like, well, then they can handle it. Like if that's, if they do have the capacity of it, like if they've lived through this already, then they're good. Like they'll be fine or whatever. And it's, it's, yeah, I feel like when you say things like that, they, they're kind of just like overlooked because of that. That's very true. And I feel like that's a lot of Scorpios in my life that I know, like, that's very true for them. And And it's almost like, and they're literally little freaking teddy bears, honestly. They're right. literally little babies. Yeah, when you mention um, them being like teddy bears, it's like, what do you think they're trying to protect, right? Like, there's a lot of like sensitive like topics and the stuff that society has just kind of overlooked they're holding space for. And they're trying to protect that because they know that probably from experience when they have let people in, people don't typically, you know, they're a little put off by what they're seeing or what they're hearing because they're not sort of, con- they're conditioned to look away from pain and look away from, you know, the harder truths to hold around what it means to be alive. So it's like the Martian in the Scorpio is like, all right, I'm going to do what I need to do to protect this very delicate matter that y'all are not ready to discuss because y'all just want to ignore it. And since y'all want to ignore it, I'm not going to let you see it until I feel safe and know for sure that you're going to be, you know, you're going to be able to handle what I'm about to tell you. (laughs) Yeah, but at the same time, I feel like um, while it is like, it's obviously a defense mechanism and a protective, like a way to protect themselves. I feel like that can be so harmful to them as well as like holding in that like traumatic stuff. Like as humans, once again, relating this back to like the Aries idea, like we all need people. And I feel like that's so Martian is thinking like, okay, I'll be fine on my own. Maybe like, um but like you know like at the end of the day like it's it's always especially Scorpio's emotional asses like it's always necessary to have someone there for you and like in support of you and I understand the the selective nature of them but I feel like something that they could learn and grow like from are these experiences and also learning to trust and like that's like the risk of trust in general because that is what it is it's a risk and like you you they're just not willing to be wrong I feel like when it comes like they're not willing to be wrong in terms of trust and I understand that it's from their experiences and I get them and I really like I love me a Scorpio as well um but um I feel like that's what it is like you have to be willing to get hurt and they're just not (laughs) well yeah I mean I think it's again when you think about fixed water it's like because if they get hurt they're gonna get hurt like and I'm not trying to say like they get more like I mean occasionally worse things do happen to Scorpios I do think that the thing because Mars is present and Mars is not going to give you like you know glorious beneficial things right but also I think the fixed nature of Scorpio is like dwelling in it like if something bad happens it's like they are they're like sort of consumed by it there's nowhere else for the bad to kind of go it's kind of just like you know and at that point it starts to become a problem for themselves that's why I feel like Scorpios kind of need to learn how to and I think they're here to learn how to heal and how to figure out ways to clear to clear different things. And I think that's where the transformation comes in for me, at least, because 
I feel like it's a very, it's not like a transformation that happens overnight. I think it's a slow process of like, I've sat with these uncomfortable emotions. I've sat with this discomfort and emotional turmoil for so long that I had no choice but to figure out how to heal from it and transform my pain into something that gives me a better life experience. (laughs) Um, And I think that's a great segue into the axis because I think both struggle with similar things and they can, I think both Taurus and Scorpio have the different perspectives to help each other heal and transform yeah Scorpio that energy is heavy I feel like it's heavy and it's and it's supposed to be and the thing is to me we cannot talk about Scorpio without um bringing up inability to hold space for heaviness for heaviness discomfort. discomfort yes and I think that is like the Scorp. That's what makes Scorpio so misunderstood. If we were a different kind of society that was like had a much healthier relationship to discomfort, I don't know if all of these stereotypes that we have for Scorpio like would really exist because they yeah. would be a little bit more, you know, palatable for society. But Scorpios have a huge burden <laughs> in terms of like they they just they come out so soft and squishy and they're (laughs) trying to experience the world with their deep asses and then they realize like damn like everybody else is ashamed everybody else is afraid so they so now because everybody else is afraid I have to adjust how I act and interact Mm -hmm. with the world so that way I don't scare all the people off yeah yeah that's so true and that's why like I feel like there's all like people often are like oh my god Scorpios are so intense and some people will say it in a bad way I love it I love the intensity of them and I I feel like they're just real and they're not gonna like you know in some ways they're not gonna withhold how they feel to make it more digestible for you Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. but you know when it comes to their own like things and their own vulnerabilities that's another story they will withhold that shit yeah Um, but moving (laughs) into the Taurus Scorpio axis I was just um thinking about how the axes are you know like a symbiotic relationship and that's kind of our our point in this season is to like explain that and how without one there's not another and they benefit from each other um so for this one I was saying like how Taurus is comfort and Scorpio is discomfort. And I thought it would be good to start off with that one because we were just talking about how literally you're like Scorpios are just uncomfortable. Like <laughs> Yeah, and, and I don't like, even I didn't mean that. Know, like the society is uncomfortable by yeah like put off by Scorpio. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. You know what brought this conversation up was your sister feeling like Tauruses get away with a lot, but they be acting just like Scorpios, right? And I've seen that. I saw that same perspective from another Scorpio. So I wanted to address the fact that um, I see why a Scorpio might feel this way. Because um, I think if you're a Scorpio, you've made everyone uncomfortable with your, just by having deep emotions like not really by virtue of anything wrong that you've done more so because society can't deal with it 
versus I think Taurus's interaction with society is much more pleasant. I think Tauruses have a much more um, generative relationship where it's like the view, I think the Venusian aspect of them makes them be perceived as like palatable palatable mm -hmm. you know accepting and it's like so I could see why a Scorpio might feel like oh you know why do they get to be accepted and like not be yeah. like you know ignored or whatever in the same way that I am you know yeah. I, I'm just here feeling shit like yeah I feel like I feel like for a Scorpio it's like we're doing the same things which is so funny because when my friend was talking I mean when my sister was talking about it she was talking about how like she feels like Tauruses are fake and stuff and like I don't necessarily agree with that statement but I can see why she would see it that way given that like Scorp like Scorpio is doing what they're doing but they're like Taurus is doing it in a Venusian way so it just right. is like, like they're both palatable like you said and then for her it's like you're just not being real but like maybe for them it is real and for Scorpio right. that would just be so not real so exactly. they like I feel like that's why she like has this beef with Taurus <laughs> when we think about the ways that they're doing the same thing, I want to be clear. I think this the same things that they're doing is this security. When I what my phrase mm -hmm. for you know Taurus and Scorpio was like body and soul. Taurus being body, Scorpio being soul. Um and I think another thing that came up was body and emotions. But they're so inseparable. Um and I think that when it comes to what Taurus and Scorpio are both trying to do, they're both trying to keep those things secure. So, and keeping those things secure require, you know, tending to both the, like you can't just care for the body without caring for the soul. Can't care for the soul without caring for the body. That's what I'm trying to say. You have to care for both at the same time. They might be prioritizing one over the other, but at the end of the day, they're linked. And so Scorpio sees Taurus doing different things in order to try to preserve their body and also their emotions and they see them moving about the world in right. a Venusian way this is like which is the same thing they're doing but superficial to them, right maybe. and it might seem superficial but like ultimately they see I think be like you're just worried about feeling secure me too and I think that's what Scorpio and Taurus need to realize hey we both want to feel exactly. secure. we just want to feel safe here <laughs> like but I think the reaction to a Scorpio trying to feel safe is much different than the reaction to a Taurus trying to feel safe. And I think that's what your sister and other Scorpios are pointing out. Yeah, definitely. Which also brings me to a quote by Tara by Bronx's fine ass. Hit me up if you ever um, listen to this podcast. <laughs> um, so they <laughs> tweeted and they said, like in order to get Taurus comfort, stability, high self-worth, we must first go through Scorpio, release, inner transformation, turmoil, and discomfort. Scorpio is death while Taurus is the rebirth. And I feel mm -hmm. like often we associate, you know, with Scorpio transformation, we say death and rebirth, but I feel like that, you know, that was a different perspective on Taurus actually being the rebirth and like that that sense of, you know, like comfort within your body and within this earthly realm after you do the work, the inner right. healing, the soul work. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Like, I think they're both so, they both provide very important lessons around healing. Yeah. Physical healing and emotional healing and soul healing 
those are all things that cannot be separated from one another. And they're both, you know, they're both teaching lessons on that for sure. Um, I said that they're both also teaching the importance of protecting our most tender parts. Um, I think Taurus is also very protective, you know, not in a Martian way, but they're still protective in the sense that they're going to do everything they can to ensure that their bodily experience is pleasurable for them. And so in doing that, that means you have to block out shit that's not pleasurable. If you want to keep feeling good, you have to reject the bad. And that's where they, they're protective over their good, like they're protective over their good space, their tender space. And I think that Scorpios are very similar in the sense that maybe they're, what they're protecting might not be quite as feel good, but it's theirs and it's, and it's something that's important to them. So they're not going to let you in right away to see. Exactly. And I think, but I think Taurus is Scorpio- a slow burn with Scorpio though. It's not like they won't, they just want to see that you're going to stick around right in the first place. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the similarity comes for Tauruses too. Like, I think they can be very similarly private. Scorpios mm-hmm. are a little bit more. In Definitely. Your- I think Scorpios are more like they out of my business private, like none of your business. I think Tauruses are more, they're going to be Venusian about it. So they're going to just reveal what needs to be revealed, but they really won't let you in. Like as a Taurus son, I'm, I think I'm queen of like, you ask me a question, I can make you really feel like I gave you such an in-depth answer. Like that shit, like, and I, maybe that could come off as fake. I think that's the fakeness <laughs> for where Scorpio might say, yeah. like, like I will reveal, I'm very selective in what I reveal. And I yeah. think Scorpios are similar, but I think it's in a more no bullshit way, whereas Tauruses might do it in a way that makes you think you're in a little bit, but you probably aren't really in. <laughs> yeah, as a Taurus moon, I can very much relate to that. I think that I am very selective about the information that I, you know, like distribute to people in my life or whatever. But at the same time, like, I'm sure they would be like, oh, I know this person so well. And I'm exactly. like, exactly. Yeah, like, <laughs> And I feel like Scorpios, I mean, I think they can do that to an extent, but they probably won't even give you really the time of day. Until no, like Scorpios won't moment. even pretend to tell you yeah. something. Like, that's the thing. It's like, like, I feel like Taurus do it and then they're like gonna, they still continue to test the waters. Scorpios need to test the waters and vet you completely before they even give you like even a tinge of information about Right. Them. Like they're not going to tell you anything really until they tell you everything. Exactly. <laughs> and then when you're in, you're in, you're locked in, you're not you're going You're locked anywhere. in, you can't leave. Now you're in the, the bottom of the ocean with them. and Exactly. And if you leave, they will find you. <laughs> I saw this one thing that said Taurus. Tauruses are more possessive and Scorpios are more obsessive. And mm. I feel like that was a very good way to view them doing similar things, but in different ways, right? So like Definitely. Tauruses are going to, they want to have you, like they want you, like they want to add you to their, their fucking little me. box of possessions in the back. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's you. Like they, and honestly, I feel like the, like once you're in relationship with them, they can tend to be, I think, a little bit 
possessive in the sense that they're like, you're my friend. That's my mom. That's my brother. That's my, like mine. You know, how babies go through that. Mine, mine, mine. Right. <laughs> babies go through that phase where anything they pick up is theirs. Like that's Taurus. Mm-hmm. That's the Taurus baby. Cause Tauruses are earlier in the Zodiac. Yeah. Um, toddler age. Yeah. Toddler age. So that's the possessive part. And I think Scorpios are obsessive in the sense that like, I think it's a much more psychological thing of like, because you are mine, like I need to know everything about you. I need to know where you're at. I need to know where you're going. I need to know, like, I think a Scorpio might be more in their obsessiveness, a little bit more like focused and like, yeah, Scorpio like level of- about you as a person. And if anyone is near you, if anyone does you wrong in the slightest, they will care just as much as they will care about themselves. Right. And, and I feel I think- like Taurus are loyal in a similar way, but I don't think that they do it for the person. I think they do it for themselves. Yeah, I think that like their loyalty is about, I think, pragmatically, why would I let anyone threaten my possession? like you're you have Taurus coming at it from a more pragmatic sense and a Scorpio coming at it they're water signs like it's a much more intense sort of like bond that's like this water connection obsession but the Taurus archetype is not necessarily conducive I think for intense emotional obsession and that's my hot take yeah yeah because earth signs in general are like that i feel like they don't have that same like they have it at the same time they have it it's crazy is that like there's a sign of scorpio so i think they do they just chill i'm not trying to say earth signs don't have emotions let me let that so earth signs don't have emotions you heard it here folks um (laughs) no literally but it's more so that I think earth signs are probably prioritizing the body and the material realm a little bit more than the emotional one, but their sister sign is always there to remind them, like, until you really deal with that emotional realm, you're not going to be able to have the ultimate physical experience, right? And so that's why I think for Tauruses, obsession might not, that's not necessarily the word that I would use for a Taurus right away. It's there, It's possible, but I think much more possessive, like what can I have? Okay, yeah. So I think this is a good time to also bring up a cultural reference. As I was kind of thinking about this axis, I was just looking for something to really capture this axis to really put it plainly. Um, And I found this perfect example, which is um, Janet Jackson's album, Velvet Rope, released in, I think 1997, maybe 98. Um, so I've heard this album before, um, but obviously it came out when I was either negative one or zero. So I did not get to really experience it in my adult life. Um, but I revisited this album recently and, you know, just so people know, Janet is a Taurus. Um, she's a Taurus sun and Mars. She's an Aries Venus. She's literally my little chart twin in some ways. Um, but she's allegedly a Scorpio rising birth time is not completely accurate. We don't know, but I think Scorpio rising makes sense. And especially considering this album, Okay, (laughs) the way the album starts off is with this interlude called twisted elegance. 
and it's kind of like a poem. So I'm just going to read it. And I think it would be fun to kind of talk about this a little bit um, within the context of Taurus and Scorpio. Twisted elegance. It's my belief that we all have the need to feel special. And it's this need that can bring out the best in us, yet the worst in us. This need created the velvet rope. Yep. <laughs> I feel like that's like yeah definitely I mean Scorpio the same thing like at the end of the day that's what Scorpio wants is someone that like sees them fully understands them fully and makes them feel special Mm. you know um so this is what they're both struggling with and it's the best in us or the worst in us one thing I think with Taurus and I wonder if it's a similar thing for for Scorpio but I feel like Taurus is as soon as things don't go our way that's when the bull comes out and it's like oh why not going my way <laughs> like just just like the rage of like yeah. things not going the way you want them to go yeah. I definitely think that I um see that with Scorpio as well like the idea of you know like how they can be vengeful or how they like if something if someone quote-unquote like betrays them betrayal is so real to them and like they can get to a point of almost paranoia around it and if they um feel betrayed then it brings out a very ugly side of them if they Uh you know so like I feel like yeah like while you're saying like if things don't go your way like I feel like in for Scorpios that is things not going their way is like someone like not showing up exactly how they expected them to oh yeah like the emotional betrayal yeah definitely and that was yeah I definitely can see that for both and of course she has both placements in her book right like and it just continues from here like this next song is velvet rope and you know I think it's kind of like repeating that interlude but in the chorus and stuff basically she describes the velvet rope like in an interview she described it as a place that's inside of us that we keep from others like it's like your deepest feelings your deepest mm-hmm. desires, one might say, um, which I think is very scorpionic and you keep it away from others. But she describes the velvet rope as like her inviting people into this world of all of these, you know, feelings. And yeah. so um, she says, come with me inside my velvet rope. She also me- makes it a point to say, um, outside leave judgment, outside leave hate. One loves the answer. Um, so I think that's another way in which like, this is a tender area. For me, this is this is the Scorpio part of it, right? You can't have hate, judgment, fear. Like there's all of those like sort of um, judgmental feelings that people have when it comes to those deepest feelings and desires. You have to leave that out if you're going to come sit in this deep, at the depth of the ocean. Like, And I feel like that is what I admire so much about Scorpio is their ability to literally like see you completely and love you completely and like mm-hmm. it reminds me of us how we were discussing the ocean and how it was like all consuming and like the words that we use and that's very Scorpio to me is like that love once they decide to share it with you that trust once they decide to share it with you is so consuming and so passionate and so intense but in the best way like of course yeah. like, that's so beautiful in the best way and it can be in the in a way that you know can get a little uncomfy but like you <laughs> definitely do you have to to be here you're it's it's ultimate vulnerability um for real and then the next song is called you and 
it is a conversation that she's basically having with herself. It's almost like, to me, I when I was listening to it, I was thinking about like the Scorpio part of me speaking to the Taurus part of me, um, because from the perspective of the song, like it seems like the narrator of the song basically is um, kind of sitting with some things that the person receiving the information might not want to receive. So it starts off with, here I am in your face, telling truths and not your old lies. So from right there, I feel like that kind of reminds me of Scorpio's ability to kind of just sit with the truth. Like I think Tauruses and Venusians can, they can sit with a lie. Like they can live in a lie for a while. As long as it makes them feel good, they're not going to necessarily try to, um, try to like dig deep to the truth but Scorpio is coming like I'm telling truth I'm in your face telling you the truth not the lies so right off the bat Scorpio it is Wait, your life just take a second <laughs> what you said you feel like like Venusians can sit with a lie as long as it makes them feel good mm, yeah that hurt <laughs> like damn do you think that they ever get to a point where they real like where they're consciously aware that it's a lie if a Taurus oh that's a good question I think if a Taurus depending on who they have around them and how much pain they've buried they can just keep on living in the lie. They will stay there. Like, and it's dangerous. Not how much pain they've buried. That hurts my heart. Mm -hmm. It's dangerous, but I'm telling you, I've seen it in a tour. <laughs> Sound like my tias, like my mom and my tias gossiping in the kitchen. But I'm telling you, I've seen it. <laughs> I have seen I have witnessed it and it's that's terrifying. It's yeah. And I think it's it's a result of that fixed sort of like I don't want to feel bad. I just don't want to feel bad. And you think that they just go on their lives like and they're just like I don't want to feel bad, so I'm not going to. I think they still feel it but they ignore it. And so, and thus they're kind of disconnecting, they're being disconnected from their bo bodies, which is why I think that's what Scorpio is trying to, like, Scorpio says, okay, if you want to be all embodied, then you need to address the shit that you have buried. That, like, hurts me as a Taurus moon to hear, just because I, I already, like, I already have the Jupiter influence, the escapism, that's, that's already prevalent in my life, but to hear that there's another layer of this goddamn Taurus, <laughs> that yeah. makes me upset, that makes it, that's hard, it's hard, and this is what Scorp Scorpio's like, yeah, it is hard, that's why we've been here, like, exactly, and that's what I feel like, you're oh my god this is literally what my sister was talking about like she was like I feel like there's so much going on in their lives and they just like are just like they just out and like partying and like having a good time and looking all happy but really like there's shit happening and it that's what I feel like she was talking about like with the fakeness like she was like it's like just show up like just be real like for a second like take it but I feel like that's what you're saying you're like they can just do that they can just go on and pretend that everything's fine with them and they won't acknowledge any of that shit that's terrifying to me see like 
there's no reality where I could do that. Like I do, I think well, I do, you know, bury things, I come back to them, but I'll never just leave them there. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think that's where it's like, you have to, that's why I said, depending on, I don't think everybody, every tourist is going to do that. Yeah, right? definitely not. But, but like, I think that's, I think, that's definitely the shadow. Yeah. Of that's the, the shadow of like, that can happen if you keep on burying your pain and burying all of the discomfort and the unpleasant things in life, then you don't have any sort of, you're almost incapable of dealing with it. Like for what I'm talking about witnessing, I don't even know what would really, I'm curious to know what the reaction would be if, um, pointed it out. Yeah, if they actually dug it up, like what might it look like? Like the longer you, the more you bury it, the scarier it becomes, you know? I think that like actually, you know, going within and actually dealing with something that you've been repressing and not dealing with for so long. I think that that is, in itself a traumatic like event right exactly so it's like now at this point because you didn't because you buried it for so long like you already have a low tolerance for discomfort but now it it's grown to be this immensely discomfort thing (laughs) like so now you're definitely not going to address it because it's like it's too painful at this point um whereas I think for Scorpios it's like they are in when that pain happens that's all they are that's all they're making room for so they're gonna immediately well right but they and I think the flip side of it is like them dwelling in the pain exactly yeah they need need to like like that's not healthy either like sitting in that forever and not moving out of it you know like it's it's one thing to experience your emotions but it's another to sit in it and to dwell and to not like heal from it or to not let it go in a way that I'm sure Taurus has the ability to from what I've heard (laughs) well like let go or um, no not let it go but yeah yeah, ignore it like I think they're they're doing some it's it's a very similar act of like staying in your comfort zone that's what they're both doing like Scorpio is comfortable in the pain sometimes and they're yeah. going to stay there because they because it's actually scary to think like what would it mean for me to experience pleasure they're yeah. like oh wow like I can have a like a pleasurable experience yeah. they'd rather stay where they know like in what's familiar for them right and the same thing for Taurus we'd rather say what's familiar with me which is this like what's familiar and feels good which is like but they both might be alive because a lot of the times too for Scorpios, your pain, like not to say, not to say your pain is a lie, but <laughs> a lot of times your pain is a lie. <laughs> but I do think Scorpios sometimes can see it from such a one-sided perspective that it's like, there's no room for this to, for you to have relief. Sometimes I think pain can be, your emotions can be blinding, Right. And I think this is where, you know, air signs and, you know, the other, and even sometimes earth signs, like they can help you to realize, like when you're viewing things completely from an emotional lens, it's very hard to be pragmatic. And I think that's where tourists can come in and be like, let's like, we have to kind of like, we have to situate it a little bit because if you only view it through this emotional turmoil, you're not going to be able to see the situation for its fullness. You're never going to be able to see it for its fullness because all you know is your emotions on the thing, on the subject. And that's great. But if you actually want to get to some resolution, you can't stay there. 
Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, okay, and then the just one last song. <laughs> I mean, this whole album is just wonderful. It's okay. Actually, one last interlude, and this is really what I'm trying to explain when I say you can't just stay there. Um, it is the interlude called Memory, and the lyrics go. You don't have to hold on to the pain to hold on to the memory. That's Taurus. That's what Taurus is trying to tell Scorpio. Because if you hold on to the pain, that's going to impact your body. Mm-hmm. And Scor- and Taurus wants to protect the body. And I know Scorpio wants to protect the emotional world. And so you might, Scorpios might be feeling like, but if I don't hold on to the pain, then no one's going to acknowledge it. It's going to get overlooked. Da, 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 da. And that's that's a valid, you know, conclusion. But as you grow, you realize that that pain is is not beneficial for you. It's not beneficial for your thriving and your growth. So yeah. you can hold Honestly, on to the memory, but the pain has to go. Uh, yeah and honestly at the end of the day like everything that we've been saying is really just like it's like a need for to feel validated in how they're feeling um and I feel like you like same idea like I don't know I keep connecting it back to Libra because I do see like similarities in you know the before and after of every zodiac but um like just understanding that like someone else seeing it exactly how you see it is not gonna make your situation better or make you feel better Mm -hmm. always like there's gonna be times where you have to literally do that for yourself and also people won't show up how you want them to all the time and that's okay and like that's out of your control and that's their problem is that they they have a lot of um you know like they they feel like they can control things that can't be controlled Mm. um and I I think think Taurus also yeah Taurus I was gonna say I think all the fixed signs Big signs like to be in control because if you're trying to maintain something, you can't have shit just flying everywhere. Like you need to be able to control all of the factors so that things can go the way that you want them to go. You want it. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what I feel like Scorpio wants is that like that external validation to like in a way like control other people's emotions literally control how you feel because it's not even like it's not even like they'll be fulfilled with like you seeing their point of view but it's like they want you to feel what they feel exactly but it's like you can't control other people's feelings and I think this axis is very much an axis of um control control yeah like and the need for control right and I think for Tauruses it's like this physical sort of security control where it's like like if I can control all my resources and I can control all of the things that make me feel physically safe then I can maintain my safety forever and I can also you know be glorious in it because I'm Venusian right so <laughs> I can maintain my safety and have a great time um yeah. but it's like how much how many things are really in your control at the end of the day like in the same way like while you're saying it's like I feel like Taurus is and this was something that I think that we had talked about months back when we talked about this in the first place is that they have that same ability to be emotionally manipulative but they can do it in a more Venusian way that's more subtle and like harder to decipher because of that charismatic nature but at the end of the day it's their 
need or their desire to control their environment yeah like in a similar way to libra wanting harmonious environments or like whatever but they can yeah like that like in order for them to feel safe or to feel secure but at the end of the day it's still manipulative and it's harder to see i think that taurus is definitely Tauruses and scorpios can definitely be equally manipulative and the way that taurus goes about it because they are receiving the benefits from venus in terms of like how they're received and and how they're able to be charming it can be much more under the radar where it's like oh you didn't even know you were being emotionally manipulated into (laughs) doing this thing whereas um scorpios bring a level of intensity that i think tauruses don't and so because they have that intensity people are automatically like whoa yeah (laughs) like and i also feel like that's part of the that's part of the whole Scorpio being like, what the fuck? How come you're doing the same thing I'm doing, but people like are yeah. more recept or more receptive to what you're doing? Right. It's like but, but really, Asian charm. They don't have that that <laughs> subtlety. Right. And really- Taurus and Scorpio want to hook up to do bad things, and they can trade notes on emotional <laughs> manipulation. But <laughs> really, what they should be talking about is like why are we trying to emotionally manipulate people in the first place? Like maybe we need to figure out what is, what is our need? And maybe we can communicate that with people. What maybe we can ask and have that be consensual rather than a sense of control rather than like trying to trick them into it. Like, or like, why do we feel, why do we feel comfortable with controlling people like what is what are we trying to fulfill really like are we trying to get that security because it's like you can't if you if the only way you can get security is if you're in control then that security is not stable because you are not always going to be able to be in control so no yeah but I feel like you know like psychologically when you um when people show up in a emotionally manipulative or just manipulative way um, it's because they feel that they're not like their needs are not being met. That's what yeah. like, so like, I feel like that's their problem. The problem with like Scorpio and Taurus is that they kind of just like, like they expect people to know these things without actually ha- expressing it. Um, because I feel like for Scorpio, it's like, they know they have this intrinsic, like, this intrinsic knowledge of what you might need and they have like there's like intuition and so they're just like why can't you do the same thing like why aren't you a powerful witch like me and then for both of them it's like they they struggle with the vulnerability of um I feel like expressing your needs like actually expressing them is a really vulnerable thing to do um and instead of just like expecting people to know or manipulating people into it it's it's really hard and it doesn't come naturally to some people so I feel like that's maybe why like their first thought or like their first plan of action is to just trick you into it it is to just manipulate you into it because they like they struggle with vulnerability and they don't trust they don't don't trust they don't trust that the needs will be met and I exactly. think that um, that's probably kind of more surprising, I think, to hear for a tourist because it's like, because they don't trust that their needs will be met, they, they're they the ones that meet their needs. 
exactly so that's why they don't really express because it's like I just need to go get what I need because no one else is going to take care of me the way that I'm going to take care of me and that's the most tourist thing I can really think of right now <laughs> that and don't rush me don't rush me yeah that's two tourist statements like I'm gonna get what I need because I can't like and it's not that Tauruses are not going to be receptive if someone decides to come and give you what you need. Like yeah. they are, they can be receptive to definitely. To very they'll much, take but, it if you yeah. have something to offer them that they want. They'll take right. it. Right, but I don't know if they fully trust or like. I think that's the journey for both Taurus and Scorpio is to trust that you are deserving and will receive what you need physically and emotionally. You don't have to control people in order to get what you need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I would like to end it off with the last song on this other thing. Because I think it's a, she ends it so beautifully. And I think it's a good, um, a good, like more happier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in the final song of Velvet Rope, um, it's, she starts it off with Hey Jay. So she's talking to herself. And she's like, it's basically like coming back to this notion of feeling special, which we established in the beginning, we think is a very Taurus and Scorpio thing of like, you just want to feel special and that can bring out the best or the worst in us. Um, and she says, you know, it's been a long time since I've seen you last. So that this is kind of like a, a coming home to self, right? And she says, I'm well, though I've gone through some deep changes in my life. It hasn't been easy. Um, It's been difficult at times. Sometimes I sit down and cry and ask God, oh, why? Like, I think that's like that pain that, you know, Scorpio has had, has been holding for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the response is like, I know how you're feeling. Same thing I did deal with. And I think this is Taurus saying like, yeah, I actually had some pain too that I buried and did not Mm -hmm. address. Um. So you're not as alone as you may feel. This is actually so beautiful. Like the Taurus Scorpio, I like, I just feel like this is what they're saying to each other. Like, like you've been hurting. Like, yeah, me too. You're not alone right now. Like in the pain that you're feeling, even though it feels like you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she says, we have to deal with our past. I know it's painful, but there you'll find specialness because everybody needs to feel real special. We need to remember (laughs) the love lies deep within ourselves we have to want it so it starts with us and no one else we must learn we're all born with specialness inside of us that is what we're talking about right now like we all deserve to be loved loved and I think that's like Scorpio and Taurus kind of going back and realizing like now that I've dealt with the pain and dealt with the past and dealt with the, the stuff that I've buried and and dwelled in or whatever like we have to come back and remember the love lies deep within us and we we are worthy of that love we you know of the of that comfort of that security within yourself yeah yeah (laughs) yeah i thought you get emotional i was like look at the car now I, I i had a little tear almost come just because it's some again it's like holding that space and I think um 
after thinking about this episode, I'm like, wow, Tauruses and Scorpios really need each other, like really need each other yeah. <laughs> um, to, to deal with, to, to help themselves and help the other signs throughout the Zodiac heal. Like it's a healing axis. And I think there's other axes that I would also say are healing, but this is to me is about like that body soul healing. Yeah. 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 I feel like that this axis is definitely like the mind and the, I mean the body and the soul, but it's also like, I don't know, like the pleasure and like the intimacy and. Right. Um, and that, yeah. And I think all those to me, like those are, that has to do with the body and the soul. Yeah. Like, exactly like why do they think like sides of the same coin right like you know when you have you know good sex your soul is snatched right like it's not just bodies interacting this this is deeper like there's in the process of the bodies interacting there's like this much more emotional yeah the emotional intimacy of it yeah exactly yeah Mm -hmm. so Yeah, I think my big takeaway is if you want to understand the Taurus Scorpio axis, listen to Velvet Rope, listen to listen to Janet's entire discography, but like, please listen to Velvet Rope, because I think it's like so spot on. Um, My other tidbit for a good Scorpio character in pop culture um, is Maleficent. That is the Scorpio story to me, like Maleficent had some fucked up shit happen to her. And then she became the villain, but that's only because of the stuff that happened to her. And she was just trying to protect her forest of all the little tender creatures that are so vulnerable to these poachers and these like, you know, the real villains, right? <laughs> um, which is like, but she's just been cast away from society. And then she learns to love again through Aurora, who I think in some ways embodies certain Taurus placements. So, and it's interesting because there's a point in which Aurora is trying to protect Maleficent because she is like the princess in the kingdom. So she has the privilege to protect her kind of. And I was like, you know what? I think all the Scorpios need to get behind the Tauruses. Like Tauruses, we gotta, we have to use our earthly strengths to protect these little, these gentle, (laughs) warm little hearts. Yes. Like Scorpio, I mean, it might seem like Scorpio should be the fighters because they're the Martians, but you know, like, they might not be as equipped because like they're they have some shit going on and we do too we need to we need to un you know unpack unpack don't bury yeah don't bury anymore the lesson at the end of the day today is for everyone listening not just Tauruses but specifically Tauruses (laughs) unpack don't bury heal and for Scorpios you gotta process it and you and you can't hold don't hold on you what is it you don't have to hold on to the pain to hold on to the memory and the only way to start to really like surgically figure that out that's a Scorpio word surgery (laughs) um but the only way to really figure that out is like you'll probably need someone to help you through it honestly you probably won't be able to do it alone yeah but this is my way of saying seek therapy (laughs) but I'm trying to say there's nothing wrong with that and that's not in an offensive way at all like no like it's not yes I think everybody needs to to do it but I also want to acknowledge that you know within western capitalism patriarchal society therapy is not a one 
you know, one size fits all and it's not necessarily going to fix everything. Don't wallow, you know, feel and process your emotions, but then let them go or try your best. Like that's yeah. why the moon falls in Scorpio. Like if you yeah. have a Scorpio moon, that's why it can be tough because you're, you're just stuck here with this. And that's also yeah. why they're called emotions. They're not supposed to just sit Ooh. there. They're supposed to be in motion. Exactly. Let it go. Let it pass through you. But that's yeah. easier said than done. Easier you know, said we're, than we're done. We're in our therapy moment. We're in our Pisces rising moments, okay? <laughs> um, if you need help, reach out. DM us on Instagram. <laughs> Literally. Um, no, don't do that. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's Taurus and Scorpio. I don't know. I feel like it's just such a it's a deep one and I feel like it it can be hard to understand and I hope people are able to sit with it and I think it can also I mean at least for me it can bring up like some you know just hard stuff for both spines I think and yeah. um so for everyone listening you know if you need to take some time deep breaths or maybe you didn't feel like it was that intense at all and you just <laughs> but I can't believe we got through this entire recording without mentioning how actually I am a Scorpio um stellium in sidereal oh yeah I was gonna bring that up I was yeah bring that up. um so I definitely do resonate with a lot of this um and I feel like I learned a lot here so it was a really nice conversation thank you yeah. for sharing with me Tone thank oh, you Silver listen this was this was much needed and I I'm gonna be sitting with this for a while I think I think all of our conversations I sit with but like this one I think is is one that again I don't think everybody is you know quite ready to sit with like we're talking about the body and the soul and connecting those things like what <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but yeah fun time my type of stuff I love this my kind of shit <laughs> um anyway thank you all for tuning in in this episode we will see you next time um and check out our youtube if you want to watch our video cast at all as above so below podcast yeah but if you stay on the audio only i'm not gonna be mad at you because <laughs> either or is fine with us but it's been real guys Mwah. see ya Thank you.